You're listening to the Rapid Realization Podcast, where we discuss the mind, body, and everything on healing from within, for you to get inspired to finding your own inner wisdom, to be more self-actualized and become aware of your highest potential. And I'm your host, Dr. Anne-Marie Balkansky, a certified clinical hypnotherapist and mind coach at Rapid Realization, and I welcome you. So let's begin. Today's topic is opening the heart. Every time I say open the heart, I'll never forget when I was even learning how to do hypnotherapy because we had clinicals where, you know, when you first sit with someone in that space and helping them process maybe like deep traumas or things that are really deep, it's easy for us to get pinged because they may remind us of our own traumas and things. So clearly when I first started this journey, I definitely needed to do a lot of work on myself to make sure my heart was open, that I wasn't shutting down and closing down emotions and feelings because of not wanting to deal with it, for example. Otherwise, my issues would basically be getting in the way of helping someone process their issues. So what is opening the heart Well, clearly, if we don't have an open heart, then that means it is a closed heart. And the process is never ending, meaning that we are always learning how to be more open, our heart to be more open, because what happens when the openness is there, then emotion of love can come in. And if we're not open, we're closed, which also means we're pushing down or could be ignoring, suppressing, pushing down. It's almost like having a big balloon that's filled with air and you're just pushing down on those emotions, not wanting them to come to surface because if it comes to surface, then what happens? You will see it and you will be very aware that it is there. So it would come to consciousness. So in a closed heart, basically we're pushing down on those emotions and we're just not wanting it to come to the surface. So we have to allow things to come to the surface so then we can begin to open, open the heart. So when someone first delves into the whole idea of even opening their heart, that means they must feel, feel emotions that are coming up usually in this center heart space that we have where the heart sits. And the chest is a very powerful area, especially like in hypnotherapy, that allows me to see if a big shift has changed. Most people hold energy in their chest, in their heart area, in their heart space. I know for me, when I first started my whole self-discovery, it always was my chest that felt that discomforting feeling. For me, it was like someone sitting on my chest, like an elephant. Really, my heart was just very closed down because nobody showed me to open it, that I even needed to open it. I didn't know how to deal with my feelings um, most of my child and even a good portion of my adult life. I didn't know that I even had all these emotions. I was like, oh my goodness, all this is in my body <laughs> when it all came out. Learning how to first sit with my emotions and allow it to be there then allowed me to just little by little opening up that doorway so that I can kind of clear space really. And that's what we're doing when we're learning how to open the heart is we're creating space, space that would have been filled by maybe negative beliefs or emotions or ideas that we hold about ourselves, 
letting those go and either transforming to create an openness to bring love in because of course who wouldn't want more love (laughs) love and acceptance and understanding that really is just compassion compassion for ourselves and compassion for others having compassion number one for ourselves because we tend to be the hardest critic (laughs) we tend to be the hardest critic on ourselves and judging ourselves and it is that judgment that criticism that that negative self-talk that is the closing down and not recognizing you know our truths of who what is our true nature because in our our truest nature we are love in our truest capacity we are this this just love and divinity and so (laughs) in order to open the heart we have to first recognize that even if there is a closed heart then allow that that emotion to come to the surface and in order to do that we have to listen to listen to maybe what we're feeling in this area and I'll give you some techniques on how to begin opening the heart and then I'll I'll help with some techniques on how you can get through maybe being stuck and not allowing that heart to open and these are simple you can do them anytime you want you don't have to be at home sitting on a pillow and in a meditation pose there are some beautiful and wonderful meditations out there to help open the heart Um, but a simple technique is just first paying attention and shifting your attention or your focus on this space in the chest in the heart and you can even bring imagery in and close your eyes and even imagine your heart in that space and even visualize how your heart would look and um, it doesn't even have to be the shape of a heart it could be a flower you can imagine as if your heart is like a flower and you can just imagine that so paying attention here and imagining what your heart would look like for you and then check in with how it feels sometimes the imagery even kind of explains how it feels if you imagine for example like it's a flower is it closed or you know if it is a heart if you do see a heart like maybe you could even imagine if it's like a cold heart or a warm heart or if it's pumping with blood or you know I mean you it is you it, it will come to you if you're that person that um, has a, a creative imagination so we check in with the feeling then and what this represents the feeling that is coming from imagining our heart and then you acknowledge the feeling you always want to acknowledge the feeling that you have in this space in the center of your chest and then even if it is something of if it's if it's goodness then that's beautiful and wonderful even if it's something of you know hurt sorrow or restriction or anything of that nature that's fine you just simply acknowledge that there is an emotion there and you acknowledge it and say I even see you I I get it I'm here and then the last part is just to send love to it and just recognize that hey I'm here and I love you and send love to this place in your chest to the heart and part of that I love you or saying I love you or sending love to yourself is saying open (laughs) it's basically knocking at the door and saying open up open it's okay I love you I'm here open and so I'll recap that so you pay attention to your heart space you can use imagery and imagine your heart you get the feeling that comes from the heart 
you acknowledge the feeling and then you tell the heart or tell the space, the chest space that you love, you're here and to open, that you're just open up, open, open. And I can say from experience what happened with me is sometimes there's just so much that is at the surface level that it may be a bit overwhelming at first. And so some things that happen when we're stuck is that, you know, we want to push down because it's kind of like a habit. We want to push down and ignore it. So it becomes uh, like, like an exercise, you know, um, of just recognizing that you are there. Um, that you have emotions and be kind to it. And most importantly, you don't push down on that feeling. You don't push that balloon down to the bottom of the lake. You allow it to come to surface and you just recognize it. Recognize and then if you're stuck, I would say you take the seat of the observer and just observe the feelings and what it, what it is telling you um, and then maybe see what it needs usually when we are stuck in a place it's because we need something it could be as simple as just getting hearing you know consoling uh, someone it could be even be someone just saying I love you (laughs) I love you but asking the emotion what it needs may help you move forward and in allowing that space to open up even more so that you can allow that space to bring love more love in so we're kind of scooting out the bad stuff and bringing in the good stuff (laughs) And, you know, even for me, I I needed someone to help me with this because I was so closed down. And for me personally, it was, I was closed down because of, I mean, it's scary (laughs) facing, facing and in a way being vulnerable. You are being vulnerable um, to yourself (laughs) or maybe to others you're just being vulnerable and it's a place that may be uncomfortable because we're not used to it but bringing in uncomfortableness allows growth to occur and facing and allowing that that those emotions to just be allows it to even process for example when I see clients there is a, 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 you can tell when emotions are so there because they just are so ready to deal with it or emotions are very deep buried that they don't even recognize that they even have the emotions just because it's so deep buried and it's not a conscious thing it's an unconscious thing it's a coping mechanism that we do in order to protect ourselves Either it be because of some belief that we think emotions are weakness. There's so many different beliefs that we can have of allowing those emotions to be shown. Um, But having emotions is very natural. Everybody has emotions. And allowing ourselves to feel those emotions is what opens the door for even more happiness in our life, more peace in our life. Here's a question. Can we let thoughts and emotions go? Thoughts and emotions for me and the way that I educate and teach is our energy thoughts and emotions are energy so we can let thoughts go for sure if they do not serve us thoughts are a little bit less attached to us emotions are a bit more attached so if emotions do not serve us we can let it go but if it still lingers um, then we're going to want to transform it so I um, you know I'm a medical doctor so I like to bring the science into it in regards to chemistry nothing is created or destroyed nothing is created or destroyed so um, you cannot you can either transform 
or let go so nothing is destroyed or uh, or created basically here's a statement I'm new to meditation and I have a lot of stress and sadness which makes it hard to clear my mind so then it, meditation is a practice. I said even earlier in the talk that um, I stopped for three weeks <laughs> and uh, that muscle regressed and I just had to pick back up. The muscle memory was still there to come pretty quickly to allow my mind to quiet because when we first learn to meditate, it's because conscious mind is very, is very loud. It talks a lot and it tends to get in the way and distract us and it's hard for us to bring back ourselves to presence. And when the sadness or stress or things that are in our life um, are the distractions, they take us away from the present moment because maybe even the sadness reminds us of a past event or events that occurred. And so then we start having these flashes or thinking, our thinking mind kind of encourage that sadness to go even further. And it's kind of like a a revolving door almost like it's thoughts create the emotions, emotions uh, feeding the thoughts and and it just goes back and forth. And so it's hard to kind of quiet both of those. So guided meditations are awesome for that, especially in the very beginning to help focus your mind towards something. For opening heart, I have an open heart meditation with loving kindness in there. Because for me, opening the heart is about giving loving kindness just to us or to people. And and when you think about even people that you have discord with, that is a very, it's, it is challenging to <laughs> have peace when you think about someone that you don't like at work, for example. But that is the skill, that is the training, the, the heart, the body, the emotions to have that skill. And so practicing it more and more and more will just make it stronger and stronger and stronger, just like lifting a weight. You can find a link for that meditation in the description below. Here's a question. How do you access repressed emotions? How do you even find them? Uh, there's a different ways you can find um, repressed emotions. So for my style of approach, uh, repressed emotions come from parts of us. Typically, I'm going to say typically. Uh, if we have uh, repressed emotions that we may not be aware of consciously, uh, subconscious mind knows. Subconscious mind knows a lot of stuff about us. So getting into a very deep relaxation, a very deep meditation and asking, you know, even just listening to the emotion, listening even if there is emotion. Um, sometimes we have to allow emotions to come up. That's why they're, they're so repressed. So one of the things I can say maybe you could do is, is visit your inner child because inner child usually holds in a lot of stuff. Um, I created an inner child meditation to just even meet that part of you and maybe that can help you find out if, if, if inner child is holding any emotions and you can find a link to that meditation in the description as well below and that may be, be able to help introduce you to uh, an aspect of you because I'm all about the, the um, inner child, inner parent uh, work. Uh, a lot of people hear about inner child, but I also talk about inner parent because inner parent really is the authority figures that created that aspect of us that may be lecturing. It's the hypercritical part. So inner parent is the hypercritical part. So it could be coming from there because that's an aspect of our authority figures or authority figures that had authority over us as a child. Um, so it is a part of us or an ego of, of us that was developed in our childhood. 
So I'm not sure who would be holding anything, but usually it's inner child that's holding repressed memories or events. Here's a question about imagery and what is best to use? For example, is using nature-related images better than others? It really depends on preference. Whatever it is that you prefer. I love nature. So, I mean, for me, it's always nature (laughs) in regards to my visual, my images or visualization. And because I did study anatomy, my heart is... They have these awesome graphics actually of like, you know, hearts with vines and flowers and like my heart is, has all these, um, you know, little details in it when I visualize it. So it could be anything that you desire because it's you and you're unique and perfect in your own way. So go ahead and allow it to come however feels right for you. That's what I would say. Here's a question. Hardest thing about meditation is concentrating. I have a bit very busy mind, so sometimes it's hard Um, for me to focus yeah so it is a habit Uh, so anywhere that you can create a space for silence and just focusing on your breath even when you're in the act of doing something and because you are busy one can also do is create reminders in your day to just bring you back that's it it's because really all we're doing in meditation is just learning to bring ourselves back to the presence so if you even want to have an alarm on your phone or, um, you know, if you have a smartwatch, um, a, a, you know, a vibration or any little reminder that just brings you back to the here and now, even when you're in the middle of that midst of being busy um, and finding something that the purpose of that reminder. So if that reminder is just to bring you to your breath, then fine, allow that to bring, your, bring it to you back to your breath. But hold the intention that that's the purpose of the reminder. So it's almost like tying a string to your finger and saying, okay, this reminder is for this. (laughs) You have the intention that this reminder is to remind you to pick up milk from the store, (laughs) whatever it may be. So when you look at the, 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 you know, thing around your finger, you're going to be like, ah, I got to go pick up milk from the store. (laughs) I don't know if you guys do that, but I've done that before. Um, So finding a reminder that you can do throughout your busy day to bring you back just to your breath or to presence. Um, everybody has a different strategy on what brings presence in their life. For me, breath is big. Breath has always been big because breath is always with you no matter where you go in nature. <laughs> it's hard for us to see something we don't see. So even, even when I'm trying to help myself through certain emotions or things that come up, you know, I, I work with someone that I trust and know and have them uh, dialogue just help me through the dialogue because when you're in that space of being inner child for example it's hard for you to see anything else outside of that unless you stepped out you can't see the label when you're in the jar right you can't see the label when you're in the jar so when you're in that space of being inner child it's hard for you to see really what's going on so learning how to step out of that space to look at the label um, is is a skill and someone may need to help you do that so, you know, that meditation guides you through just meeting your inner child um, and stepping out and in, you know, out and in. Um, and I like to bring higher self in um, and step into my higher self and go back to inner child. But that's something I've kind of worked on myself personally. And if you're in the beginning steps of finding, discovering yourself, then I would say if, 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 if you want to make faster change, then you can have someone help you process that a bit quicker 
I do truly believe that we can all and that we all have the skill to help ourselves because really all I do personally is I throw things back at my clients just to help them see things a bit quicker um, since I can read subconscious cues and kind of read between the lines and also pick up on patterns that um, they may not be able to pick up on. But the reason why I can pick up on it is because I've seen the same patterns over and over and over with my clients, for example. Um, So the patterns usually don't change much when it comes to limiting beliefs, um, such as like, I'm not worthy, not capable, not good, I'm alone, um, you know, I'm stupid. Those limiting beliefs that get in our way of for us to achieve do tend to have a specific um, outcome or behavior um, that are common. A question here, how do you release tension, burning sensation in the chest? Um, well, number one, make sure, of course, that's uh, not anything from our diet or heartburn or anything associated with maybe seeing those patterns and making sure that it is because, you know, that one line, I just want to make sure I cover my bases. So if you're experiencing discomfort in the chest, um, you could ask it, you know, what is its purpose? Uh, what is its story? What does it need to tell you? You can do that when you're in a very deep, relaxed meditation, um, even listening to music. I'm not sure how much of an avid meditator you are, so that's something you can do. And allow the emotions to communicate with you. I'm big with allowing the body to speak to you, listen to it, and it will guide you to give you the answer. Because when I'm working with someone, that's all I'm doing is I'm listening to the answer and teaching my clients how to listen to their their body, which is the subconscious mind. The body is the subconscious mind communicating. Um, the subconscious mind does not communicate the same way that the conscious or the thinking mind does. The thinking mind has these words and it's kind of loud. The subconscious mind, that deep ingrained part of who we are is our body and it communicates through emotions. That is why when we try to remember a name or a movie or something um, and we try really hard and we're thinking, 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 thinking and it just won't come to us, it's because we're consciously thinking mind is trying to get the answer. But this part of the mind does not have all of the the control essentially or um, is not all of who we are. It's actually a very small part. And, you know, if you look it up, most people say between 5 to 15% is usually what they say between. Um, And subconscious mind is that 85 to 90% of who we are. Um, And that is the emotional body. So listening to it does take time and skill for us to even just listen um and I'll just sit with the feeling take the seat of the observer and sit with the feeling and just ask it what is your story you know why are you here um what is your purpose what do you need and just talk to it and allow the answer to come from that space um from that space of that burning or or, or a discomfort you may feel in your chest for example statement here says when I try to meditate I kind of just imagine a blank space and just focused on breathing Um, stimulate that imagery imagery is a powerful thing a very very powerful thing because subconscious mind does not know the difference between something that is real or not real Um, that is what like PTSD for example is Um, when people do have PTSD uh, it's because even though something may for example like um uh, let's say this 
chapstick, for example, that I'm holding in my hand falls on me and hits me, um, you know, and maybe in the past something has fell and hit me and I was really injured from that, uh, something falling down may make me flash that memory that I had from an event that caused me pain. Uh, but the flash is coming in my mind. It happens very quickly and subconscious mind doesn't know the difference. So the body reacts, it flinches away. Um, that's PTSD. So if we use our imagination to see something beautiful and good, for example, maybe a beautiful heart or, um, you know, it, it kind of fills in a bit more. Um, and it's a beautiful skill to evolve. So instead of thinking of emptiness, because you are so much more, than kind of this empty space maybe I mean that's something that you could do I'm just giving a suggestion but yeah test different things out for sure in regards to meditating and follow what feels right for you that's the most important I love all the different meditators and teachers on this platform so just follow who feels right for you and um uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have some published and, um, you know, I mean, there's other people. I'm Most of the people doing lives have stuff published that you can see if you like or not. You know, when we do meditate and we um, sit, sit in that space of that feeling and just allow it to have even space and acknowledging it is we'll release some energy just to acknowledge it. Um, it's kind of like a friend that you're not paying attention to and really wants your attention. Uh, the minute you just even give acknowledgement or presence to it, they immediately already like calm down. <laughs> like even a little child, little kid, you know, they scream at you, mommy, 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 and they're pulling at you and they don't have, have anything like major to say to you really. But the minute you turn to them and just give them attention, it's like, ah, <sighs> yay <laughs> they're like happy you even just paid attention and that energy goes down so um paying attention to us because really if we have any emotions or pains it probably could be <laughs> i'm watching my words of course i'm a hypnotherapist um so it probably could be just an inner child wanting to come up and wanting to come out and wanting to speak to you i'm reading a comment now when i'm stressed i have a lot of tension in my stomach and meditation just makes it so much better yeah, we hold a lot in our chest and in our belly area. This is the felt sense area. That's what they call it in the hypno realm. Um, that this is the felt sense area where we have most of our our emotions are held in here in our chest and in our belly. Um, and I definitely uh, believe that. You know, I mean, uh, heart, mind, like this needs that everything needs to be open and connected. And, and gut's so important too. Um, heart, gut, mind. Thanks for listening, and I hope you gained some newfound insights or realizations. If you would like future alerts on new episodes, be sure to subscribe. You could also leave us feedback by commenting or simply show us support for this channel by rating us. That is how content gets seen on these platforms, by your feedback. So if you choose to do so or have done so already, we are very grateful and thank you. Until next time, have a great day.